Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, and I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Today is Sunday, November 24th, and I am quite delightfully ensconced in my reading chair with my favorite painted cup with my latte and my book. I am reading a Julia Quinn novel. Uh, I had really fallen off of historical romance, but it used to be, well, it, it was certainly my gateway drug to romance. When I started reading my very first romance novel, Indigo Nights, uh, which is everything you can imagine from that title. And I was riveted by that book. Um, bought it at the used bookstore without my mother's knowledge because she was constantly remonstrating me not to look at those trashy romance novels. Well, you would see them on the, they used to be on the display right next to the check stand in the grocery store. Now it's candy. Back then it was romance. <laughs> But she would always say, no, that's trashy romance. You can't read it. Um, and so I bought that book, and it was everything I could hope it would be about the uh, virginal young English woman who is feisty and ends up in a harem and all of that stuff. And that was probably something like 1978. But... I unwillingly converted to contemporary romance because Nora Roberts made me love it much later. And then after a while, I kind of fell off of historical. It felt like I'd read every, uh, every one that there was to read. And then the other day, I was listening to um, the Boobies and Newbies podcast, which is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. I've been trying to listen to all of the podcasts in the network, working my way through them. And uh, they were talking about the third Bridgerton novel by Julia Quinn, an offer from a gentleman, I believe it was. And it was fun to listen to them talk about it, but then it made me want to read the book. So I stopped because I didn't want to find out I didn't want to be spoilered. And so I was looking at the books on Amazon, and it was funny because they had a recent publication date, and yet I felt sure that I had read some of these Bridgerton books a long time ago. So I did a cursory bit of research and discovered that the very first one was published in something like 2000, which would fit with when I was reading a lot of historical romance. I kind of um, fell off of historical romance when I got really into contemporary some, but then also really into urban fantasy and paranormal, returning to a lot of my sci-fi fantasy roots. Uh, I started reading books like uh, Laurel K. Hamilton's Anita Blake series, and really went off on a very strong UF streak for a long time um, that culminated with me writing fantasy romance. So anyway, I remembered reading, I remembered how the Bridgerton family, uh, Julia Quinn really did an amazing job of 
um, evoking that vivid family, the eight siblings with their alphabetized names. So I remembered some of that, but I also remembered that I hadn't read every one because, of course, that was back in the day. Uh, you kids don't know, shake my cane at you, uh, where you couldn't read all of a series because it was Amazon was just in its fledgling days. And we really didn't buy books from Amazon because we didn't buy things on the internet because we were just sure that um, all our money would get stolen. <laughs> and, you know, in the 90s, you could only buy the books that were at the bookstore. And I lived in a small town in Wyoming, bigger than most, 24,000 people. But we had a Hastings and we had a newsstand and we had several indie bookstores. The indie bookstores didn't carry romance, of course. And you just you couldn't get books that, especially you know, ones like historical romance that were mass market paperback. Uh, you know, if you didn't start at the beginning of the series and keep track of the releases, which wasn't easy to do, you know, you were SOL. So I remembered reading a few of the siblings and being sorry I didn't get to read the stories of the other siblings, and so I'd fallen off. So I thought, and I knew I'd never read an offer from a gentleman, which sounded wonderful, and it's a Cinderella retelling, and I love Cinderella. So I um, decided, well, I'd start over, you know, with the holidays coming and everything, uh, it would be fun. And so I've been reading, um, I just got it last night, and I'm already like 20% into The Duke and I, and it's really just um, a delightful, delightful revisiting of everything that I loved about uh, that kind of historical romance. I may read all eight books. We will see. I was a slight bit miffed that um, you can buy all eight books on Kindle now, which is great, <laughs> but the price is exactly the same if you buy all eight books at once or if you buy them individually, which it's just like, really, Berkeley? I mean... You can't give us a break. But what it did was it kept me from committing to all eight books. And so if I get tired of reading it, I'll just buy them one by one. And if I get tired, I'll stop. I will show them. I've noticed a trend towards that in the marketplace. That, um, for example, the biggie bottle of wine, if you buy the like one and a half liter bottle of wine, is actually sometimes like a dollar more than if you buy the 250, 750 milliliter bottles. And I think they're counting on people not being able to do math or not caring. Somebody else said to me, oh, well, maybe it's because the glass is more expensive. And it's like, I don't see how making a big bottle of <laughs> wine, the glass for that is uh, more expensive than two smaller bottles. I think it's because the marketers and shop people are know that we are accustomed to thinking that the larger size is a better deal and that we won't do the math and we won't think about it. Just like we assume that buying the bundle of all eight books together is less expensive. And it's not. We also fuck them. <laughs> I, don't, I just find that kind of thing really irritating. All of this um, is by way of saying that I am having a very leisurely lazy morning, and it's it feels good. Um, 
alert listeners may remember that I've been intending to write today. And I got a whole lot of chores and business done yesterday, but I did not get a couple of significant pieces of business done. So I got up this morning and I was looking at my schedule and I was figuring in, okay, if I can write 3,000 words and then trying to set aside enough time to get some critical business things done. Um, One of them is due tomorrow. And then I have like to put in for workshops for the RWA conference. Those are all due by December 2nd. And I'm working with some other people on that. And I really need to do my part today is what it comes down to. What with Thanksgiving travel and all. So I was worrying about setting aside enough time to get those things done because I really feel like I, well, shouldn't want uh, go to a thing at 4 o'clock at the Jean Cocteau Theater. Walter John Williams is having an author talk, and Emily Ma Tippetts will be interviewing him, and I really feel like I should go. So I was feeling pretty crunched, you know, like, how do I make sure I get all of these things done today? And then... And all I really wanted to do was just sit and have a cup of coffee or three (laughs) and read my book and relax, which I hadn't done yesterday. So I just made the decision that I wouldn't work on the book today. And it was such a rush of relief that I know that this is something I come around to frequently, but I need to get uh, much better about it is remembering that when I have promised myself days off, that I need to take those days off. And I did write five days yesterday, and so having two days off makes a big difference for me. I think that goes along with what I was talking about yesterday with having gratitude for the gifts that your subconscious delivers, even if they are not precisely what you expected them to be. I... uh, I think it's important to also remember that when we promise ourselves time off or time to play, that we don't rob ourselves of it because it is the same as, you know, like promising to take your dog to the park or promising your cat um, cuddle time and then denying them that. They, They aren't happy and they are less likely to come next time you call. So, that's where I'm at today. I did get some really good stuff done yesterday. I was on a long call for Sephwa, um, and then I was on a long phone call with uh, my bestie Grace Draven, and we've got some, we were cooking up some plans, some exciting plans, and so I'm revved about that. So, I figure, okay, I earned a little bit of time off this morning just to sit and enjoy. So I hope that you all have some time to sit and enjoy, to indulge in some pleasures, and give yourself a reward, a reward for your hard work. First Cup of Coffee is, of course, part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more podcasts that you'll love, like Boobies and Newbies, and also Tin Strumpets at frolic.media slash podcasts.
and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.